Follow me? Yeah. No one. Sunny day, stands are full of fans. What does he have to say? I'm going out there for myself. <laughs> but I get nowhere unless the team wins. Team. What's up and welcome back to the Rotten Potatoes, a podcast where four friends sit around and review movies that you absolutely should have seen, but at least one of us hasn't. My name's Tyler and you just listened to, I guess, a snuff film, I think. (laughs) That was someone's skull getting beaten with a baseball bat. By Al Capone. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm I'm Tyler, yeah. I'm Jake. Sorry, you you guys said your names at the exact exact same same time time. and I, I got lost for a second. I'm Zach. I'm still Jake. I'm still Scott. And I'm uh, very confused and flustered, I think. I don't know I'm what's a, happening. I'm a little bit bummed. I was going for last billing there. Oh. And then you stepped on it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the one I wanted a with, like a with Jake. Okay. I, I just docked myself, doxed myself. Oh, yeah. You just did your last yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the we first We can bleep time. it if you want. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, we are, there's no way you would know this if you didn't look at the title before you started hitting, uh, before you hit play. But we are going to be talking about the movie The Untouchables uh, because we're continuing in Mobster March. Mob March. Mob March. And uh, even though uh, this, I don't think is really like a mob movie or a gang movie. This is more of a cop movie, but it is about Al Capone. Yeah, I think it qualifies. So, yeah. And uh, this is uh, Brian De Palma. Uh, we're doing a little back-to-back De Palma. Back-to-back action. <laughs> That's how I like it. I don't want to just watch one. I, we love Scarface so much. Yeah, absolutely. What did it get again? Uh, 39%. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so... You know, we just thought, uh, let's let's go back for seconds. Pretty yeah. much. The only reason that I immediately knew what this movie was about, because my only experience with this movie before this podcast was uh, in the song California Love when Dr. Dre, I believe, says, we're a state that's untouchable like Elliot Ness. And I was like, hey, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> when I was watching the Super Bowl, I was like, I get it now. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You're trying to share how you helped me in real life. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, Dre. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to jump into Justin. <laughs> uh, like we said, this was directed by Brian De Palma. It was written by David uh, Mamet. <laughs> I think that's the last name. <laughs> I do have a record of saying things wrong, so who knows? Uh, feel free to correct me in the comments. Uh, This was released on June 3rd, 1987. has a runtime of 119 minutes. Uh, The other guys gave this an 83%. IMDb gave it a 7.9. Had a box office of 76 million on a budget of 25 million. It uh, was Sean Connery's one and only uh, Oscar nomination and win for Best Supporting Actor. And it had three other nominations that they lost in Best Set. Uh, decoration best costume design and best score i've got to say this is another movie with very high scores <laughs> uh, that i feel like you can already tell i don't think we agreed yeah uh i want to say too like i feel so bad for sean connery like everyone felt bad for leo for a really long time because he was never getting the award it's insane to me i don't think 
I, when I think of Sean Connery, I don't think magnificent actor, but he's been in like 70 feature films. And for him to have never even been nominated for anything before, to get nominated and win for this, I feel very bad for him. I don't because he is an actor that won an Oscar. Oh, fair. Okay. However you get it. The, the, this is James <laughs> Bond, man. I, don't I really would guess there's a lot Bond. more that haven't won than then have won, huh? Probably. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Although I mean, especially not. if you consider like just how many people are trying to be actors. Totally. Like there are lots of actors that are like D-list actors that will never even come close. They won't to even Academy. be invited to the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't even get to go to the party. Yeah. yeah. I would guess, though, maybe out of people who have done over 70 films, he's one of the few who haven't. I would guess so. Yeah. I would guess so. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm just a summer blockbuster guy. You guys are the films. <laughs> you're just a little. You're I was going to say like uh, a blockbuster pleb. I'm here. no more surprised by this than if I would be to hear that Roland Emmerich doesn't have any nominations. You know, like he won me, one. Yeah, probably for like like special effects or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was making that up. But like, <laughs> he I, has he has five best director. I'll look it up while you go. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> he's got the most best director awards. Yeah, out of, any out of anybody director ever. Yeah, but all that is to say is it like he feels like a Scott actor, and I don't mean to say that as a diss, but that that's not like uh that's not who the Academy is gunning for. No, you're right. But I mean, I've just seen him in so many things. I like him in a lot of things. I think he's a good actor with the exception of The Hunt for Red October. You don't think he's good in that? No. I haven't seen it. Uh, well, it's just hilarious that he is playing a Russian submarine commander speaking English with a British accent. Well, that's what I was going to say. Or Scottish accent. That's what I was going to say is like, I feel like the only reason that his character was Scottish is because, because he said he wasn't going to do an accent. Like if I had to guess, that was what the conversation was. They're like, hey, Sean, do you want to do an American accent? And he said, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Just make me Scottish and like, don't explain it. He's like, I'm Sean Connery. <laughs> I'm doing this. <laughs> and he went, you know, he, if that is how it went, he made the right call because he got an Oscar out of it. So. Can I also say that how much, considering what we just said there, how much better it would have been if they would have cast Arnold Schwarzenegger like they talked about to play Elliot Ness? <laughs> because he also sticks with his accent. It's like, why do we have an Austrian and a Scottish guy in the middle of Chicago? Yeah. I think it would have been fantastic. <laughs> it would have been great, actually. And just the, the number of people that turned down that role. Yeah, I mean, uh, Scott, before, uh, before we were recording, read read down a list of actors that either turned down or the studio passed on for Elliot Ness. And it included virtually every male actor. You've I was ever say, heard it's of. more than I could count on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every right now, think of your favorite male actor who's say over the age of 40, they were considered. You guys want the list? <laughs> yeah. Hit it. Uh, Alec Baldwin, Nick Cage, Michael Douglas, Rutger Hauer, Ed Harris, William Hurt, Don Johnson, Michael Keaton, Mel Gibson, Christopher Lambert, Stephen Lang, John Malkovich, Ron Perlman, Kurt Russell, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, John Travolta, Bruce Willis, James Wood, and Tommy Lee Jones. All of those people <laughs> said no, and they still made this movie. All those people looked at it and they were like, I don't like this at all, and I'm not going to do it. And then it went on to get an 83% on <laughs> And I don't know about this, but I feel like there's a good chance every single one of those actors could have done better than Kevin Costner. You think? Oh. I I think I agree, but yeah, only because maybe I don't know. I carry on. I say only because Kevin Costner clearly did not want to be there. 
Like yeah, in, in I'm every not trying scene. to say that Kevin Costner is a bad actor. Okay, I think he cool. it was just very bad in this. He was so muted. I here's here's what I think it is. I think that Brian De Palma is just a bad director, and so any of those people would have been just as bad as Kevin Costner uh, because like. That very well could be true. <laughs> I feel like the only reason that Connery and De Niro like didn't seem like they were on Valium is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is because De Palma just couldn't control them. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, especially Connery. Connery was pretty off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Sean Connery uh, showed up to work because this is obviously like a period piece. Sean Connery showed up to shoot one day in his golf clothes and they like shot a, a close up of him because he wouldn't change into his costume. And then he just left to go play golf for all day, came back to the set, shot for another five minutes and then left, went home. And uh, Andy Garcia and Kevin Costner like kind of pulled him aside and they're like, whoa, like this, like, are you really doing this? And his response to them was, this is not my first barbecue. I love that that's what he was doing, and he won an Oscar. <laughs> I <Yeah>. know, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to phone this one in. Yeah. And this is the one that they love. Like, you crushed it. <laughs> like, I almost wonder if he just forgot he did this movie. And so they're like, you won. And he's they, like, like <laughs> sent him the statue in the mail, and he was like, I was nominated? What is this? <laughs> he was like, for what? And they're like, the untouchables. And he was like, it doesn't ring a bell. I like how oh. he melted it down and used it for something else. <laughs> <laughs> to he he turned it into a like a plunger. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did finally scour the whole internet and Roland Emmerich has not won any Academy I, was gonna, I wanted to say like you've been looking for a long time. Frantically. He, he has won like a one one of the like super low level awards. I don't even remember what it was. MTV award? No, it wasn't MTV, but he did get a, a best director in some other crappy award. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like getting oh, it's a Saturn. Okay. What is a Saturn? You remember we talked about those Saturns or uh, awards for like sci-fi. Oh yeah, yeah. Sci-fi horror and fantasy. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. But I guess uh, getting into my my thoughts because I feel like we're rambling a little bit here. Uh, I thought this was not good. <laughs> you know, like, and I, I I thought it was not good at at every level. Like I really felt like every single actor besides uh, De Niro. Uh, Connery and I guess the accountant all would have rather been playing golf like Sean Connery was. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Where like 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 uh, Costner is he's talking about his wife to this cop and he's like, "Do you have a wife?" <laughs> it's crazy. I love him. Like whatever. And he was just like so whatever. And then like he has probably one of the bigger embarrassments of his professional career. And he's like, "All right, everybody out." <laughs> that means you. <laughs> I, uh, I agree with you. I think Kevin Costner, like you, you made a, a really great joke and a good point that it feels like he's on Valium, but <laughs> Andy Garcia is so much worse in that sense. Yeah. Like when, uh, when Sean Connery, like, you know, corners him that he's actually Italian and he's changed his name in order to assimilate better into American culture. And Sean Connery is like, uh, like trying to get a rise out of him. I feel like Andy Garcia the whole time is just like sort of like smiling at him and quietly. Like uh -huh. it, it was just not it. I was like, was that acting? Did, did we just see acting? <laughs> I'm not was sure. that really the best take. <laughs> that was the best take. It's Jake. also hard for me to see Andy Garcia and not see Terry Benedict. Terry. Dem yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd like to think yeah. this is the, like the same uh, cinematic universe and he grows up to it. It is. It oh, is. Okay. Yeah, it is. 
Um, we, you know what we didn't do, uh, this, this episode's a little off the rails already, but we have not done, uh, who was the late bloomer? Oh, oh sorry. I'm not usually the one that starts us on takes. I know, but we were kind of rambling. I was like, let's get to it. No, you, you were it. right. You were that's, right. That's not my, that's not my role. I haven't seen it. I've not seen it. I have. You still haven't, I still seen, haven't seen it. Seen it. <laughs> I had heard you guys talk about how bad it was. So I just didn't watch it. We were texting. You're yeah. like, that's crazy. I just, I think I'm going to skip it. <laughs> uh, yeah no i have not seen i had not seen it <laughs> i also I, haven't watched it <laughs> i just talked trash on it because jake's like jake's the only one who yeah. it. <laughs> he just says somewhere like yeah yeah i remember oh, that oh yeah, yeah 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 no i was yeah. texting zach oh, about yeah, it volume yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was texting zach about it and he's like yeah no it's yeah that's probably right I don't know. <laughs> uh, I had seen this movie before. Um, I I'm not uh, I'm not a stan in particular of this movie. We just had to do mob movies, and uh, <laughs> this this turned out to be a pretty bum. <laughs> this, is, this is the bummer summer. Zach was like, "This is my bummer summer." <laughs> but it's gonna get better say, real we're, quickly. We're almost there. Yeah, we're yeah, almost hang, there. Hang with us. Uh, and so uh, all of the good ones were taken, and so <laughs> the two the two left <laughs> all of the two good ones yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah i mean honestly like mob movies in general aren't like that i don't typically like them um we could have just done goodfellas and godfather too on and their just own not yeah. done mob march. i think that there are other mob movies out there like i was looking and people were like oh i've never seen casino but they're like casinos are really good gangster yeah movie. i like casino uh it's okay you know, <laughs> i it, mean it probably would have been better than scarface Oh yeah. yeah. It's yeah. definitely better than Scarface. Not as good as Godfather, Godfather two. Yeah. I, so anyway, I, I don't really love mob movies. And so this was my like, uh, I don't know, maybe own personal like brand of protest, uh, that I was going to pick a movie that technically fits the category without being an actual mob movie. Uh, cause this is really a cop movie, not <laughs> yeah. Cause the mob is the protagonist. <laughs> yeah, or antagonist. antagonist yeah and barely visible yeah, yeah i was gonna like, say <laughs> very few scenes very say, so Al Capone's few. presence was hardly felt like <laughs> like he was just kind of like doing whatever he wanted to do and they're like oh, we cannot get him <laughs> <laughs> and then he's literally beating guys to death with a baseball bat in like hotels in front of a lot of people yeah and not only was his presence barely felt uh but he just also had so few scenes oh yeah like he only had i think one scene even in the same room as kevin costner yeah in the court right yeah <laughs> uh, well, they met on the staircase yeah. oh, oh the stair yeah. okay so two scenes but in real life they never met. the protagonist and antagonist have shared two scenes together in the entire movie Oh, in real life, Elliot, Elliot Ness, Ness, Elliot Ness and, and Al Capone. Never I was met. like, how would Kevin Costner and Robert De Niro not have met? No, <laughs> like, they just never met. Yeah, I was like, just their but, characters did. Yeah, <laughs> but but De Niro like took this role playing Al Capone so seriously that he insisted on wearing the same silk underwear that Al Capone wore. Even Wait. though it had nothing to do with the movie, was never going to show up on camera, was never addressed or talked about. Do you mean like he got the same kind or do you mean he got Al Capone's actual underwear? He got a tailor to make a uh, replica. Okay. The same tailor to make replica underwear that was what he made for Capone back in the I day. I really thought that he like demanded that he got the exact same pair. Capone, <laughs> he got the ones that he died in. used yeah. underwear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They dug them up. 
I would be shocked. Underwear. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I like I I haven't uh, been in this situation to know, but I got to imagine if I'm like the the family estate of Al Capone, uh, when my father, grandfather, uncle, whatever Al Capone dies, I'm not keeping his underwear. Like that's it. That's at some point getting just thrown in the trash. Uh, if it if he, my uncle or grandfather is Al Capone, I'm selling it. Oh, fair. Okay. I feel like the market to for Robert, that. To, to Robert De Niro. To wear in a movie. I feel like the market for that today is through the roof. Oh, like, yeah. Just by any crazy thing online that you, you could clean up Al, Al Capone's family if you have some of that. Like <laughs> like Sean Connery, RIP, died a couple years ago. If he was in my family and I had any of his stuff, I would sell it. I think he died last year, didn't he? I think it was 2020. Yeah, I think it was 2020. It could have been Jeez. last year, though. I just keep doing this. I think I keep doing it on the podcast, too, but maybe I'm not. But I've been doing it for the last, like, three weeks that I just... 2021 just didn't happen to me. Like, right. I cannot remember that there was a year in between. For me, for me, they're just... Yeah. It, well, I think... It feels like one big thing. long yeah, year. Yeah, it's yeah. just the same We're still year. in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a very long 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't particularly love this movie. In fact, I, I, I like it. It's entertaining to me. Um, but, uh, you're not going to hear me defending anything. So, well, I actually probably didn't hate this as much as you guys did. I love the actors that are in this. Mm-hmm. And so I was like way more forgiving of probably a lot of the mistakes. Me too. Yeah. Like I legitimately love Kevin Costner. I think he's a really good actor. I love Sean Connery. I think he's a good actor. Um, and so it was fun to just see them act together on screen, even if it wasn't like great interactions. Um, but yeah, I thought it was enjoyable. Like it kind of met my expectations. Now granted, I watched this after Scarface. And so like I was in a pretty bummed mood going into it. So this like uplifted a little bit for me. But how sad were you when you put in, I guess you didn't put any movie in anymore. But <laughs> no, you when, you, used when you cracked open the VHS. Yeah. <laughs> when you press played on Untouchables and it said directed by Brian De Palma. I was I was worried. I was worried. But then I saw Kevin Costner on screen. I was like, okay, it's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. <laughs> I'm not convinced okay. that was Kevin Costner. I think that was a real <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe Brian De Palma's just an alien. Maybe do, that's yeah. the, <laughs> I was gonna say, do we have the director's, the director's, the alien. alien. The alien. Yeah. So, oh, so Scarface was autobiographical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> correct. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, there were, there was some weirdness in this movie. Like there are a couple of scenes that stand out for me in untouchables that I, I actually really love, uh, remember well the, the murder in the elevator really like that was so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I was emotionally invested in, you know, uh, the the accountant. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. Pretty emotionally invested. <laughs> Pretty emotionally invested. <laughs> he was the accountant to me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so that I I loved the uh, like the Canada border scene. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That was one of my favorite. It's probably scenes. my favorite scene Did in the movie. Did you like how they had like the the <laughs> classic Western horse lineup on the ridge shot? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I I was like, wow, like this is a big shift in this movie. <laughs> I was like, this is everything I wish the good, the bad, and the ugly was. <laughs> and unforgiven. And unforgiven. No, unforgiven was good. No, yeah. I just good. I've gotta say that uh, I recently listened to Quentin Tarantino say that Unforgiven is one of his favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean I, I buy that. Unforgiven was one of my higher rated Jake picks. Yeah. Okay. Um And last episode I I said that there was a movie worse than Spirited Away. 
Yeah, that's so. true. That I, I I feel like I've been stuck with this like guy who's really passionate about Spirited Away. <laughs> I'm really I I like it. Uh, I'm not that passionate about it's, it. It's it's as if like uh, in a year from now we're still going to be talking about Tyler and how much he loved Untouchables. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're like I was like trying to pick a movie and I was like oh I was like googling like movies everybody should watch whatever and like 15 lists had Spirited Away like high and I was like I liked Spirited Away let's do it. Don't yeah, you have it. Miyazaki tattooed on your lower back? <laughs> I do. <laughs> a tramp stamp of, but that's, of Miyazaki's name. That's a different face or that's name. That's a different Miyazaki. Uh, yeah. Just a friend. Uh, okay. <laughs> but but not in Japanese characters, just in English. It's in English. Okay. Yeah. It just yeah. says Miyazaki. Yeah. I just, I didn't want to be one of those people that like didn't understand what it was. Yeah. And then I, I instead of Miyazaki, I got like, you know, like tofu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I just, I don't understand it and I didn't want to be that. So I just, I went with English. That's yeah. fair. That's I didn't want to be a Dan, you know? Right. And like get, right. get Hebrew written rest, back. Rest in peace. Me. Rest in peace. Yeah. 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 By uh, the way, we're still looking for an HR guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We're, we've got some interviews lined up. Yeah, we do. So looking forward to, to getting, getting to dig into some candidates. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't particularly love this movie. I, I like that scene. The other thing that I didn't remember uh, from the first time I watched this that was like literally driving me crazy is Kevin Costner has like five scenes with his wife mm. uh, before he speaks one word to her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say that earlier. Like Jake brought up uh, this line where he talks about his marriage for a guy who talks to other people about how much he loves marriage and his wife. That didn't translate no. really well to the audience. <laughs> to his he interactions didn't seem with like her. He yeah. liked her at all. To, yeah. to be fair, I wouldn't really want to talk to Tammy One that much <laughs> from Parks and Rec. Sure, but yeah. he's telling other people how much of a joy being married is. That seems like something being married to Tammy One would do. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Maybe he just keeps saying that because like he's convinced to... that she's like watching listening. him. You know, she's yeah. listening. Yeah. Yeah. If she had that good of surveillance on him, why didn't she help him get out? <laughs> yeah. She didn't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That she was... wasn't that in, she she wasn't that invested in his career. That's true. <laughs> That was weird to me too. Tyler and I, we actually watched this together. And I think I said like, is, is he like six sensing us right now? Like, is, is he dead? <laughs> That's he's right. not talking to his family at all. <laughs> uh, it's something I didn't even notice. When oh, I it, it was driving me crazy. Yeah. That's why the sixth sense works. Yeah. I don't think I've actually shared my thoughts technically yet. My feelings proper. Yeah. Uh, as Jake said, sure. Uh, I also thought this was really bad. I think this is one of the worst movies that we've done. I think um, it felt like a parody similar to Scarface, uh, but I, I thought it was much more boring. I, I thought it was uh, very slow. Um, I thought the acting was maybe not worse, but just worse in a much less enjoyable way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas at least Al Pacino was entertaining and uh, these guys were not. By accident, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. But entertainment the, it was like snakes on a plane. Here's, entertainment is still entertainment. Here's the, yeah. yeah, sure. But here's the here's the the redeeming thing about the Untouchables over Scarface comparing, like, honestly, apples to apples because these are two Brian De Palma films that apparently everyone else, like IMDb and the other guys, rated pretty high. Uh this at least is an hour shorter this than true. Scarface. Yep. 
I, it didn't uh, feel that much shorter to me. Yeah. Oh, it <laughs> felt way being shorter. Honest. It yeah. felt like the baby scene took an hour. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That did. <laughs> but can I can I relay my experience watching this movie? I, I uh, Just to kind of tack on to what it's like to watch this movie. Is Zach, uh, we've already talked about how Zach will only text me when we watched a bad movie. Like, hey, did you watch it yet? Uh, <laughs> and then... We were, I was like watching it and we were, I was texting about it and he was like, so there were like two scenes in the movie that I thought really cemented it as like standout terrible. And then I guessed wrong four times before I got to it. I was like, oh, was it this one? And he's like, no. And I was like, was it this one? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, so it had to be Sean Connery's death, right? And he's like, you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> and, then, and then I saw the baby scene and I was like, oh, it was that one. Yeah. And he's like, yep. And then we got, and then I was like, okay, what's the next one? He's like, the next one is really short. And I was like, okay. And then I had like three more guesses after that until I hit that one, <laughs> you know? But you know which, what other one I was talking about. Yeah, the throwing off the, the, the building. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was absolutely a terrible scene. Like that was just shot so poorly. It was atrocious. It was, it was genuinely atrocious. But like in my head, I was like, oh, it, there's something worse. You know? <laughs> but, and it, just, it felt like Kevin Costner did not deserve like a snappy, witty, like one liner post kill yeah. line. <laughs> like a, like a James Bond. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> also, I don't think that like that doesn't feel accurate to like Elliot Ness and like who, like it just didn't fit the character. You know what I mean? No, I think it didn't fit the character because maybe his volume wore off <laughs> and, and the fog cleared. Brian, and he's like, I'm a pretty funny guy. Brian De Palma kept reshooting that scene and uh, he, that wasn't scripted. He his, The one liner that was just Kevin Costner every single time just got it in there. And Brian De Palma's like, dang it, like stop. He kept throwing it in. <laughs> that would be like, he just, he learned from Connery by he that point. He just... Just He's like, I'm getting this in. But with how insane Scarface was, it feels like a De Palma decision to, yes. to keep that line in, yeah. you know? Well, there, because it was his decision to have him get thrown off the building anyway. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like just the act of him throwing him off the building, I, like whatever, from a script standpoint, it's probably fine. Uh, but just the way that they shot it and then it went to to editing and they were like yeah we we got it we i think it. from a script standpoint it's still not fine because he was literally had him dead to rights and could have like pushed him off the building pulled him up <laughs> threw him against the wall roughed him up a little bit and then threw him off the building <laughs> like it didn't make any sense yeah that's fair you wanted him to go through an emo emotional roller coaster before he made him go through a physical roller coaster that feels like an elliot ness thing to do wait yeah. what kind of roller coasters are you going on <laughs> <laughs> you never just jumped off a building. Yeah. <laughs> Would get thrown into a car. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Scott, was the other great one liner of the movie, by the way, was like, where is he? Uh, he's, he's in the in car. The car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's in the yeah. car. Nobody, nobody noticed at that point. Yeah. Um, the, I want to jump back to talk a little bit though about the baby scene because yes, it, that, that took way too long and there was just way too many. And this was a, like a problem of the movie throughout where it was Jake, exactly what you said about Scarface, where they spent too much time going in the club from the guns to Al Pacino, from yeah. the guns to Al Pacino. They, they, they did the same thing in this. Uh, yeah. I thought that exactly. Like it cut back and forth to the, like we get it. They're shooting at each other, like move it along. Well, now. even before that, 
we had so many cuts of her struggling up the stairs and him like, should I help or will I run out of time? Like you could have, you could have done this three times in the amount of indecision here. Absolutely. hundred percent. It felt like with how many shots we got of them going upstairs, it just felt like there were hundreds more stairs <laughs> than there were when we saw the white shot of this. Yeah. I didn't realize the grand central station was the, on the way to Shelob's lair. <laughs> Like that was crazy. <laughs> the stairs of Kirith Ungol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Andy Garcia sprints in like baseball slides into home to catch the baby oh, on his toss chest. A gun to and toss a gun. But catch the, the, the baby on his like foot and chest and then just remain there for another Three minutes, few minutes, yeah, yeah. And, and then the 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 crazy faith of Elliot Ness to be like, you got him, and he's like, he's like, first of all, Elliot Ness has a much clearer shot. Like he's standing there, he's on his feet, uh, and he's he's like three, four feet away. Well, and he probably said it with the emotional depth of what you just said. You got him, pretty much. Well, yeah. no, he did, no, he did, and then he just walks away, and then lets Andy Garcia shoot. Him. Laying down upside down with the hostage. With, with a baby in between the gun and the, the target. Yeah. Like, it's not all of that. It felt, we talked about it last time, but this felt very much like a, that whole scene was like a parody. Oh, yeah. The whole scene. movie felt like a parody to me. It felt like, you know, like to bring John Mulaney back in. John Mulaney, I feel like, has this bit where he does this really like kind of over-the-top, old-timey voice. And it felt like they hired that <laughs> to write all the dialogue. Mm. Yeah. Or or it was uh, maybe not the his old-timey voice, but it was the uh, the detective Bitten, Bittenbacher or whatever, the, the detective that, that taught him about getting kidnapped or whatever. You know that bit? I think so. Uh, that that guy, that, that detective, was clearly involved in the making yes. of this film. Yeah. We were like scrolling through different clips trying to figure out what we were going to use for our audio intro, and I turned to Zach and I was like, this just feels like a parody of an old-timey movie. Like, it just, I didn't, like just listening to it, I was like, "This." If I wasn't looking at it, I'd be like, "That's black and white, right?" Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like because I think you were right, Jake, when you said it felt like the only people really trying here were Robert De Niro and Sean Connery, um, and I like moderately enjoyed their performances. I uh -huh. really felt like if we just had a somewhat likable leading man in this movie, I it would have won a lot of points for me. But Elliot Ness was just such a boring protagonist the mm, entire mm -hmm. time that yeah. I, I just felt like I'm pulling my hair out watching him in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree 100%. Like when you were like, oh, it's probably worse than Scarface. You texted that to me and I doubted you so hard. <laughs> and honestly, like I'm still unsure, you know, yeah. like, what well, I thought was worse. You're also going to get two more Kevin Costner uh, views this this season. I don't necessarily think Kevin Costner is a bad actor. You I think just, it was Brian De Palma. I think I think I yeah, I think he's I the really common do. denominator yeah. here. Yeah. I haven't seen a ton from Kevin Costner, but I've seen like even just scenes removed from other movies that he's been in and have never had any negative feelings towards mm -hmm. him, you know. Yeah, I would say with the exception of like this movie and maybe Waterworld, which is Waterworld's a fun movie, but like it's not a great Kevin Costner performance. Can I apart from those two, I think he's a really good actor. Can I bury the lead a little bit on an upcoming Kevin Costner movie? Is it Waterworld? We're not doing Waterworld. No. <laughs> no, I don't even know what Waterworld is. What? I've not seen it, but I've seen the Universal show for Waterworld. Yeah, I never heard of it. Have you ever been to Universal Studios? No. Okay. 
Uh, we're going to be watching Field of Dreams mm-hmm. yes. eventually. And I watched the trailer for it the other day to kind of prepare myself. And even just in the trailer, it just looked like <laughs> Kevin Costner was just more excited to be in this movie. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think based off of how many people were so unexcited about it that they said no. Like who said no to $10 million or whatever? Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando said no to $5 million for, for two, two weeks, weeks of work. work. To be uh, Al Capone, right? Correct. Yeah. That like that he couldn't say yes to that. I can understand why he wasn't stoked. You know? <laughs> right. I have a question for you guys. Of all the actors that we saw who were considered for Ness, who would have been your pick? For best? For No, for just purely enjoyability. Sly. Arnold. Ma- Mine would have been Arnold Schwarzenegger. That Actually, no, I take it back. James Woods. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that would have been hilarious and wrong and weird <laughs> in, in all the ways. I think weird is a good... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it feels like it would be very weird. Yeah. I feel like every, like every choice they made for this movie was wrong, but... Kevin Costner was probably the right wrong Wait, choice. Am I reading Nick Cage? Yeah, Nick oh, Cage. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was so fixated on Arnold that I we passed over Nick Cage. Nick Cage as Elliot Ness would have been something else. I What's feel like- crazy is that he was also considered for the role of Al Capone in a prequel for this called The Untouchables Capone Rising. <laughs> Capone, Capone Rising. Rising. That was the tag on the prequel. Yeah. Guys, why is Brian De Palma just the Roland Emmerich of uh, mob movies? movies? Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't don't put them in the same. I I think I enjoy Roland Emmerich movies more. Yeah. I well, uh, 100%, no, I hundred percent do. do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I just say though that if Nick Cage was in this movie, like this would have been unhinged. Like, <laughs> I think if they would have done Nick Cage as Elliot Ness and John Travolta as Al Capone, <laughs> but, then but they brought in, which but they brought in like some like futuristic tech. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that's, switch faces yeah. that sounds like a banger like that, probably one of the top rated movies on the other guys yeah i would i would assume so i would assume so john malkovich would have also been an insane choice to play <laughs> yeah. the the uh, the other one that like i don't know maybe maybe you guys disagree but i think tommy lee jones would have also just been so weird and wrong. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, I I feel like it's crazy the amount of people that they ask, but I feel like every, it's like, it's like a circle where everyone is worse than the last. Like, <laughs> right. It's an impossible yeah. circle. <laughs> where like, I'm like Mobius strip yeah. of bad decisions. None of them feel great. You wouldn't want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone? I would love to see Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'd love if we got Arnold as Elliot. And, and Sylvester Stallone as Al Capone. That'd be cool. And yeah. maybe Nick Cage as Malone. And, and it's called the Expendables Four, and we got <laughs> and Tommy Lee Jones as uh, the uh, the accountant, and I don't Tommy want Lee to... Jones as his character from No Country for for Old Men. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I think that like, <laughs> I think that like I would have loved to see Arnold Schwarzenegger in this, but if you want a good movie, like a like a serious movie, uh, he's clearly the wrong choice, and it's in, like I'm surprised De Palma didn't get fired for suggesting it. So uh, one person uh, that that was considered for this uh, that was really pushed by, and this is an interesting fact, actually. I, I was really surprised by it when I saw it on screen. Um, but the costuming for this movie was uh, uh, Armani. It was Giorgio Armani did the costumes for this. And that's weird because, you know, he's yeah. Giorgio Armani, not just some random costumer. And this is the untouchables. And this is the untouchables. <laughs> and that was all very weird and insane to me. Um, but I was reading that uh, um, 
Armani was really pushing uh, Brian De Palma to hire Don Johnson as Elliot Ness because like, I guess they sort of knew each other. And uh, at the time, Don Johnson was just wearing a lot of Armani uh, on the show, Miami vice. Like he was, because he was in Miami vice and uh, he, in trying to talk up Don Johnson to Brian De Palma, he described Don Johnson as his male nurse. I don't think Armani's ever been in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not how you are? Are you not Don Johnson-esque on the job? No, uh, but I kind of wish that I was. Do it. And also had none of the training qualifications, background, or experience to I'm, be a, a nurse. I'm going to show up to my next shift in Miami Vice-esque suits. Yeah. And be friends with Armani. Cool. Dude, if you could be friends with Armani, I think you could quit being a nurse. Yeah. I also am I'm pretty certain Giorgio Armani's dead at this point, right? I don't I think he's like Dan. Oh, he's <laughs> immortal. As long he's, as he still is in California, I think he's still around. Oh, got it. I well he I don't think ever lived in California, but well, then he's probably dead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair point. Um one one big uh trivia for this month that we need to talk about that. I don't think we talked about yet on this uh, episode is how many uh, F bombs. Oh yeah. Uh, so for mob March, uh, mostly because of Scarface, uh, we started this uh, little tradition that uh, we are, are taking a look at not only how many uh, F bombs are in the movie, uh, but what the, uh, the FPM is. Yeah. F's uh, per minute. F's per minute. Uh, and so Zach, as a reminder, what was it like? Two points, two point one. It was one point two. One point two. One point two one. There were two hundred and seven total f bombs in Scarface. Uh, in the Untouchables, there were fourteen f bombs, uh, giving us a point one one f bomb per per minute. Rookie numbers. I know. Yeah, they they. I I think Brian De Palma just got really scared by the whole MPAA issue he had with Scarface. He thought and that so, was the issue. Yeah, he, that's what he thought. That's <laughs> he, what he thought. So he thought, okay, like I can either do 207 or 14. <laughs> correct. And nothing in the middle. Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, and so with this one, he wanted to make uh, a family movie. Yeah. Out of the end. Like, so I mean, only just 14 four, F-bombs. <laughs> only 14 F-bombs and no clowns getting shot. But there is one guy getting beaten to death with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. I am trying to think. I don't. I can't really like in my mind hear Kevin Costner. <laughs> I think, they, I think they all came from Capone and Connery. Probably. Yeah. I think that Costner said one. Oh, but I, I, yeah, I remember being like, that felt weird at just the height of his, like at the, the climax, his emotional, uh, you know, I feel like yeah, it, it was hard to tell what the climax of his emotional, because he, he had like, I don't know, just a, a tiny bit of variance. Like it was probably like, I can't believe we didn't get him. Like that was his emotional climax, (laughs) (laughs) you know, down from like what it would have been like, I I can't believe it didn't get (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Costner just sort of mumbling off off camera. That's what he wanted to do. (laughs) I think it would have been funnier though, if they upped their F bomb number and they all just came from the accountant. (laughs) Like, like he's just kind of like this, like, like nerdy guy. You put a gun in his hands and he's like, all right, I got this. Yeah, I got this. You effers. He kind of already had that energy in that Canada. He, he totally really did. did. He really like did. He did a, he did he, a wider. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he took some guys out. 
Yeah. Yeah, and he just he just walked just standing straight up, just shooting 10, 15 guys. Yeah. And then and, and then an alien S killed one dude. Yeah. And he's about to weep. Like it just it didn't make it like like, then, I'm surprised the accountant doesn't be like, man up. And then he, uh, <laughs> that he didn't look up to Kevin Costner and tell him to man up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he, uh, he, like, the whole thing, the whole movie is obviously about prohibition, but he takes a drink. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he just really. The accountant was kind of cool. He was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. He was a mood. After he died, I was so <laughs> he much was less, mo- so much less interested. There was a vibe <laughs> shift yeah, after he died. I was going <laughs> to say that. There was a for sure vibe shift. <laughs> Yeah, there, there were context for nope, what that means. Nope. There were two vibe shifts in the movie, <laughs> and then that was the first one when he died, and the second one was when he the guy was thrown off the building. We when we were at because we mentioned last episode that we were at uh, Scott's bachelor party, and I get a news notification from Apple that's saying like Russia's about to invade Ukraine, <laughs> this and that, and. Read this to prepare for the upcoming vibe shift (laughs) with no further context. So we just assume that now everything is, is the vibe shift that they were talking about. So major vibe shift, major vibe shift. Like, Right now, in the energy of the pod, yeah, it's a major <laughs> big vibe shift. It's a big vibe shift, shift, shift now. Shift, yeah, it's probably right when he said Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> that was the vibe. Uh, is shift. there something big happening with that? Right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, what do you guys say we uh, we we record our our second and hopefully prayerfully last ever Brian De Palma movie? I mean, it's all up to us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'd be down to nominate. <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel like Scott may nominate another Brian De Palma No, Scott's movie. for sure going to pick Carrie or something. <laughs> Is that Brian De Palma? Yeah, we just looked it up. Oh, wow. And we just you talked c- about how you had to That's a horror it. film, though, right? Yeah. Oh. I probably won't pick it. Yeah. Uh, we talked about, actually, before we... Because uh, <laughs> it's a horror movie? Yeah. yeah. Yet you are picking Saw. Maybe. Which I will I be so much worse. Yet. I haven't finalized yet. What it, What is it up between? Carrie... Uh, Friday the 13th, maybe. <laughs> Just now. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie and, and Saw. Saw and Friday the uh, the 13th are my, my two, like, front runners. Yeah. I also thought about um, what Nesferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah. Uh, that so, would be a weird decision, but... <laughs> if any of the tots have ideas out there, we'll throw a poll on Insta. Yeah. Probably closer to the time when this matters. <laughs> no, I think it goes I don't know why we're episode. talking about Scott Spooks spooked over... <laughs> All of January, I'm sorry, February and March. <laughs> Zach you know? brought it up. That's true. Do you want to keep talking about Untouchables? <laughs> I want to. I want to <laughs> stop talking entirely. I want to rate it and I want to get. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I'm sure the tots do too. Scott, spin up, uh, spin up those servers. Who's who's kicking this off? You me. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna give this a four point uh, one unseen, unreferenced silk underwear. Uh, Jake, I'm going to go ahead and give this a 3.5. I think it's exactly as bad as Scarface. Uh, 3.5 hits with a baseball bat. Oh, that's a bummer. I was going to use baseball bat. Uh, I'm going to give this one a 4.6. Um, Sean Connery's shot a bunch of times and bleeding, crawling through. <laughs> yeah, he was shot nearly as many times as uh, as, as <laughs> Tony Montana. Tony Montana. But the thing is, is he crawled so far. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much blood on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Zach, I'm gonna give this 
three really cool accountants. <laughs> really cool. So this comes out to a 38%. <laughs> wow. Wow, I almost nailed it when I said it's exactly as bad as So Scarface. this now just replaced Scarface with the second from last. Uh, so this, uh, once again, a reminder, the other guys gave this an 83%. <laughs> IMDb gave it 79 and it is a 38%. I really hope there's no tots who just like love Brian De Palma. <laughs> there are De Palma stands. I've yeah. got to say. I think there are going to be a lot of those people. I love that we're really working to pulling dynamite out of the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go. We I aren't. It's still that in that the would... second from the bottom. Oh, yeah. and he said this was second from the bottom. Uh, no, this is third from the bottom. Sorry. Bummer. All right. We no, are it's Child's Play and Napoleon Dynamite probably won't move. They're 26%, 28%. We'd have okay. to get some really bad movies to replace those. We, I, we could do that. We are working Face Off out. Face Off is almost out. It's still in, though. Uh, so we have Child's Play at the bottom, then Napoleon, then un, uh, The Untouchables, then Scarface, then Face Off. Man. <laughs> Face Off is going to be a top, like, half movie pretty soon by the rate we're picking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. This is, I mean, that is actually pretty, like, have we had this long of a string of this low-rated no. movies no. in not, our history? Not since, uh, like, the first 10 episodes where there had to be. I was going to say, this is, this is the first uh, time we've touched our bottom five movies, like, like when we did the first one, like, on, on Legends of the Fall. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time we touched it in a while, and then we've already moved it out up to number seven. We're kind of stuck in it. Yeah, 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 we've placed three different movies into the bottom five this season already. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Out so we're six. really sorry, Todd. Hopefully, fifty percent of the movies we've done this season <laughs> so far we've made it to the bottom five. But the good news is, uh, we are finally getting out of that. Yeah, next Maybe. week. Well, yeah, we don't know, uh, but I, I'm I strongly I'm giving assume. next week's a like a point five. Nice. Wow. Okay. So like wow. Uh, so like a, a quarter, a quarter of a pair of clogs, <laughs> a quarter clog, uh, quarter Man. clog. Yeah. Well, uh, really, really feel bad for the good fellas. <laughs> yeah. So Jake, yeah. next week we're, yeah, we're doing we're the good fellas. Yeah. Sweet. Pretty stoked actually. Well, uh, before we get out of here, Zach, do you have any, uh, any final thoughts, uh, about Brian De Palma? I'm just excited for the vibe shift. Yeah.